Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. Hello everyone, I am Reggie John and this is Logistic Tech Dialogues presented by Kale Logistics Solutions. This is our weekly dialogue on innovations and technologies that make logistics move faster and deliver better. Logistic Tech Dialogues is brought to you in partnership with Kale Logistics Solutions, a trusted global logistics IT solutions provider for several Fortune 500 companies worldwide. Airports that are not right in the midst of large metros and popularly considered secondary with a strong cargo-friendly approach are proving their value for freight forwarders and shippers who are looking to move international export and import cargo with speed and reliability. These airports become centers of economic impact for local economies and arteries of global trade and commerce. Chicago Rockford International Airport the fastest growing cargo airport in the world, one of the top 15 cargo airports in the US is one such airport where the future of air cargo is going to be. Chicago Rockford International Airport keeps setting gold standards for cargo operations and promises customers the best. The airport claims to be not congested on the ground inside the fence or outside the fence. If the cargo is going to an air freight forwarder, the airport assures that it can have the whole plane load to that forwarder within 5 or 6 hours. The future of air cargo is going to be an airport such as Chicago Rockford International Airport. My guest today is Zach Ockley. Deputy Director of Operations and Planning, Chicago Rockford International Airport. In his current role, SAC has overseen the planning and construction of over $150 million of air cargo infrastructure improvements. He is currently working with airline stakeholders on the next phase of infrastructure improvements to continue to support air cargo growth at Chicago Rockford International Airport. Zach has been with the Chicago Rockford International Airport for the last 16 years. I'm extremely honored to have Zach join us for this conversation. Zach, welcome to Logistic Tech Dialogues. Let's begin now with looking at the cargo performance uh, at RFT in 2021 and in the first half of 2022. If you can give us an overview of what has been happening on the cargo side at uh, Chicago Rockford. 2021 in Rockford was a uh, massive uh, historical year for us. I mean, we we set our records in terms of in terms of uh, cargo volume and, and cargo led weight. Uh, saw a increase over 2020, 25 percent, and just just overall it was it was growth in all three uh, three forms of cargo for us, which would be our Amazon operation, the UPS operation, and then our international cargo. Saw growth in all three to, to allow us to to uh, you know set our, our landed weight record at three four three point four billion pounds of landed weight and and ultimately grow to the 17th uh, largest cargo airport in the u.s to the 14th largest cargo airport in the u.s 2022 is seeding 2021 by about 12 percent at the moment uh so we we're, we're still continuing to see that growth across all three in rockford international is is still continuing to grow uh we've had we've had another warehouse come online at the airport hundred thousand square feet that's uh, opened up in april uh but yeah we're seeing we're just seeing the uh, continuation of our growth uh, over 
the last five years just can continue to keep stacking on top of each other and setting our, our, our records. Uh, we're on track again to break our to break our record for for cargo volume and weights in Rockford in 22. Zach, also give us an overview of the cargo airlines that are operating to RFT and what are the new airlines added in 2022. I believe Emirates Sky Cargo started flying into RFT earlier this year. And uh, are there any, anything that you can share uh, of uh, any cargo airline, likely uh, cargo airlines that will begin flying to RFT in the remaining part of 2022? Yeah, so we've had we've had some great uh, you know new entrants over the last two years you know with with uh, Emirates as you mentioned, but as well as uh, Qatar coming in, Cargo Lux, Atlas, uh, Air Atlanta, Atlantic, Korean Airlines coming in direct from Seoul. We've seen we've seen a lot of these international carriers just uh, continue to expand. Uh, we're we're also seeing here in the next uh, I would say next couple months, couple new entrants uh, for the end of the year uh, starting to come in. We obviously don't have the uh, the agreement signed yet, but we do know we've got at least uh, some growth with, with Atlas continuing already operating in here for UPS supply chain solutions. Uh, we'll ex expect to see growth there in those charters, but obviously you've seen with the uh, the ocean shipping lines with Maersk and and, and CMA we expect to see those uh, carriers servicing those two companies, uh, you know, start to enter the market in Rockford uh, because uh, one of the one of our, our tenants on the field being Senator International uh, being purchased and bought by Merck recently. I do expect to see that that to change and, and those and, and that operation to continue to grow. And how much did it affect RFT when uh, Airbridge Cargo did not uh, has stopped uh, flying into RFT? It hasn't negatively affected us, and they were coming in and doing some uh, some charters, but it hasn't overall. I mean, obviously, they were one that we were talking about about some future long term plans. You know, but obviously that yeah, that those are kind of on hold at the moment. But yeah, we did see those the charters they were operating for us. Obviously, you know, we, we lost those. Zach, tell us also how RFT became the fastest growing cargo airport in the world. Uh... According to FAA ranking for 2021, it is the 14th uh, largest cargo airport in the U.S. for landed weight. Having, uh, like I mentioned previously, with the three different businesses, whether the cargo being Amazon, UPS, and the international operations that are coming into Rockford, having growth and having you know large growth in in, in each sector was uh, very instrumental in, in in increasing that. I mean, in 2017, UPS uh, it, it made some adjustments when they closed their Des Moines operation and moved that operation to Rockford. That daytime sort the second the second day air uh, product that they moved to Rockford that's that was the moment they've really kind of uh really looked at Rockford a little bit different in terms of you know it's an underutilized asset wanting to push more through and we've seen continued growth from them since that moment 2017 uh and then you know Amazon around the same time in 2016 showed up um, and they've continued to grow massively uh in in, in air cargo and then in, in Rockford particularly you know we've expanded we've expanded their building uh for them uh from 72,000 square feet when they first started opening uh, at the airport to their just under 200,000 square feet added you know did to two ramp expansions for aircraft parking to give them from three positions they originally started to up to eight total positions for for the 767s uh, and they've continued to move those 767s at a fairly decent clip in Rockford um, I think right now we're at nine flights a day seven days a week with them you know and that's that's it looks like it's going to grow here again shortly as we get closer to christmas and then obviously with the the expansion with with international we've since uh since 2020 we've we've opened up two international warehouses uh, on the airport you know we've got 190,000 square feet uh between two buildings building one being 90,000 building two being 100,000 uh so probably you know 9,000 square meters and 10,000 square meters and then what we're getting ready to open a third warehouse uh on the airfield another uh, 50,000 square feet 
which will be going to a second handler, uh, just to allow us to, you know, a, second, a second GHA on the field will allow us to continue to grow with our international operations. But really, yeah, the reason, you know, the, the way we became the fastest growing and the way the way we've, you know, kind of jumped, you know, pretty significantly uh, on the landed weight is, is just seeing that growth across all modes of, of cargo through Rockford. Since you mentioned about the, the cargo warehouses, uh, so you had the 90,000 that was opened in 2021, or it, which was already there, and then you have 100,000 that was opened in April, and yes. then you have commissioned uh, a 50,000 uh, in April. The construction is uh, underway right now. Is that correct? Correct. correct. The building three will, will open hopefully before the end of the year, but more than likely it'll be about January of 23. And then probably in the next 30 to 45 days, we'll be announcing 100,000 square foot third line warehouse outside the airport fence, uh, really, really to kind of help, you know, just the additional capacity. This is another, this is another building the airport is self-developing to just to feed that, you know, just to, just to offer that flexibility and that the, the ability for our, our uh, operators to continue to grow on the airport, but also have space for off, off airport warehousing as well. You have currently how many cargo handlers on at the airport? At the moment, we have one. Uh, we have one. Emory, Emory Air has uh, is, is been here uh, as an FBO for, for years. They've been really working on aircraft servicing. They got into the handling business uh, for, uh, you know, back in 2020 when, when Senator and, uh, showed up with, with uh, uh, Magma and, and Air Atlanta Atlantic. They, you know, they, they filled a role for us because we had all the capability in the world on, on the field, but we needed, and we were building the warehouses. We needed GHA to set up on the, on the, on the airport and they stepped up for us. But over the last, you know, two, three years of this continued to grow, you know, we've, 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 uh, you know, been looking or, or, or had second, the second GHAs our handlers uh, you know looking to set up operations and right now we've got like the third warehouse that is under construction right now that will go to uh, a second so we'll, we'll have you know a you know two two on the airport for for that, that competitive market and allow that additional capacity and elasticity you know based on two companies being able to come in and, and service our airlines at, at whatever level they need Zach, tell us also how does RFT keep setting new gold standards for air freight uh, friendliness? Because that's something seems to be a unique quality for RFT. From our, our approach to our approach to cargo is is obviously being extremely business friendly, extremely cargo friendly. We're not we're not approaching this as a as a large bureaucratic organization trying to set up roadblocks and, and challenges for companies to set up and do business at Rockford. We're really trying to make it a very business friendly approach. I mean, obviously we have our rules and regulations we have to follow. And we do, but it's trying to trying to stand from that mindset as you know, as a you know, taking it from the mindset of a very entrepreneurial uh, approach, um, understanding that we have to be aggressive. We can't uh, allow others to kind of set our course for us. We we have to step up and, and do that ourselves, and, and align with our partners and stay in front of our, our airlines and our freight forwarders and handlers to 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 solve those challenges. We stay very focused on that, and I think that that's really allowed us to be successful because we're always trying to figure out how we can get it done, not trying to talk. About about the ways that and the challenges that could stop us from doing something we're trying to find solutions to make sure we can deliver for our users how important is the is the geography the location for uh, rft because you are somewhere in the midwest uh, besides being freight friendly uh, how significant is the the location for rft for uh, international freight uh, our location is vital for our uh, our growth and, and our being, being centrally located, like you mentioned, in the U.S., only only about 60 miles away from O'Hare, you know, really is a, an advantage for us. I mean, we have great a great highway network system that allows us access throughout the throughout U.S. through our the road feeder systems. Uh, but yeah, really, when you look at it from Rockford's perspective, we are you're able to come in, land in Rockford. 
You know, the airlines can can taxi into parking in, in five minutes, still service the entire Midwest, uh, you know, uh, very simply. I mean, one of the one of the comments we had recently uh, from a very large freight forwarder is that when they operate in, in Rockford, they save 24 hours. They, they're able to get their product out 24 hours in advance just because the, the, the flexibility and the efficiency of coming into Rockford, but still being able to hit all of the same markets that they would if they if they if they came into O'Hare. You know, there is also the advantage of the fact that you know being large forwarding community in the large in the large amount of freight just you know 50 miles to the to the to the east of us they're able to easily uh, use Rockford because we there's a a, a large six lane highway uh, system that connects us you know, directly to to that same market that you can be in an hour an hour and 15 minutes you're you're able to be operating out of Rockford or and moving your freight between the two markets from from there but then you know, quite honestly, you know, a lot of freight that's coming into Rockford is not going into Chicago. That access to and from, you know, coming into Rockford and, and then being able to grab their freight quickly, uh, directly from from the airport, and then and take it to its final destination from Rockford. We're able to hit, you know, we're able to hit anything within an eight to twelve hour trucking distance from Rockford is is a good solid market for us. So we've seen those those efficiencies we've been talking about for years from the from the airline side. You know, talking about that those direct in approaches, you know, short taxi times, lower fuel costs, but a lot more carbon savings uh, related to the reduced fuel usage you see and then you know, just the ease of use that they're working with the airport and then you start bringing in the back side of that is the, the the less congested roadway system and the highway networks you know where you're just seeing those efficiencies across the entire operation by, by operating out of rockford so it's been you know it's been great to prove we've done test runs over the over the years but with the pandemic you know obviously you know it drove a lot of people look for alternative solutions to their traditional networks and there's a lot of you know a lot of companies that we did business with prior to pandemic that had used us on test runs that wanted to see you know, what it would be in, on, a, on a permanent operation in in all all those theories that we, we and all the the um, uh, efficiencies that we assumed and, and had some evidence of, we were really able to prove over those last two years that they do exist, and and you can achieve uh, you know by operating a, you know daily operations in Rockford. One of your early airline customers was the UPS uh, early 90s, yes. I think it was 1994. How important was to have UPS as your customer to attract Amazon to fly in into RFT in 2016? It was, you know, from a standpoint of airfield infrastructure, you know, having UPS here, we would not, with, you know, UPS coming here in the early 90s, the changes that the airport made, or be it longer runways, better approaches to the airfield, just the infrastructure changes that happened in the early 90s really made us attractive to to Amazon as as they started to expand, looking at, and, and then from the standpoint of when you see UPS and this large integrator operating in Rockford and doing it successfully for, you know, we're going on close to 30 years, uh, you know, now we're at 28 years now. You know, it's it's not a mistake. UPS is not going to come in and and, and operate and, and lose time and money by operating in Rockford. They've made it they've made it work. And then you know, Amazon's done the same thing. I think having those two companies on the field really has solidified us. Or you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, seeing that in Rockford, seeing UPS and Amazon operating, being successful, and, and having large operations, not not small operations. You know, we're the second largest operation in UPS's network and and and, and Amazon's network with their fifty two with their fifty two airports they're serving. We're in that we're in the top probably five to seven in terms of largest operations they have. Seeing that happen in Rockford, you know, is 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 has been very very helpful. If we if we've talked to carriers, um, you know, initially, but now you know we've got the international operators coming in and out, and you know it's a small it's a small community. 
And, you know, then people experience Rockford, it's, you know, that's, that's one of our better selling points is, is you've experienced Rockford and, and seen that the positive outcomes, you know, it's, it's, it's been very helpful to help others move in that direction, you know, use us through charters or, or other freight forwarders kind of looking to say, Hey, I'm going to partner on a, on, a, on a flight in and out of Rockford. You know, that's been, that's been great. I mean, obviously it's not been without, you know, it ha- it, it's been with its challenges as you've seen this massive growth over the last few years, but we've been able to kind of adapt to it and, and, you know, continue to improve and, 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 and continue to see the growth uh, and expect, expect to see the same over the next few years as well. Do you expect to get more freight forwarders like Senator International and DB Schengen to build their own facilities to ensure that they are able to serve their customer better from an airport that is more freight friendly and away from congested passenger focused airport? We've continued, you know, over the last year, we've had, you know, multiple large freight forwarders and small freight forwarders come out to the airport, take a tour, see what's going on and, and get more comfortable with it. I mean, uh, just, you know, recently had a, another German freight forwarder out here last week. Uh, looking at the airport yeah from the standpoint of you know you know could i could i do this similar to what's happening on with with shanker senator and, and i know obviously dsv is another operator that's doing a lot out of rockford uh but yeah we've we've seen that and we've we, there's you know while we have in the airport we've seen that growth but one of the things that's the, another advantage uh, of not just the airport but the region is we have a lot of available land for development uh, very close to the airport at, at much reduced rates and 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 cost per acre than what you'd see in around uh, the large metroplexes around the O'Hare's of the the JFK's you know we're we're, we're seeing uh land that's you know great availability and, and very close proximity. So we are seeing, you know, those those freight forwarders take a look in, in those markets and kind of say, hey, is there is there some potential there? And also that like I mentioned previously that you know the airport has some land just outside the the fence that we're self-developing and and marketing to, to as as third line, you know, for forwarders, trucking companies, uh, others that you know do expect to have success with that. And then like I said, we've got we've got on both the east and west sides of the airport, you know, right off the highways that that connect in from the airport, there's large large developable plots that are available that that uh, been you know getting a lot of interest uh, uh, lately cargo plays a very critical role in developing business for the airport and of course for you cargo is the is the dominant uh, business uh, for uh, rft and uh, helps to contribute to local economy in terms of trade and employment uh, can you give us a sense of the economic impact of uh, RFD? And I believe when it began, I think it offered about 2,000 jobs uh, for the local local community and had about a one billion plus uh, economic impact. Those numbers you just talked about, those are actually from 10 years ago. We just recently had um, a new economic study updated by the state of Illinois from the Department of Transportation. So previously in 2011, uh, we had roughly around, like you mentioned, 2,000 jobs on the airport, 5,000 uh, jobs supported regionally by what was happening on the airport, and then just shy of a billion dollars in economic impact. Uh, the growth that we've seen over the last 10 years uh, with those updated numbers, you know, you got to take into account, you know, the, the big things that have happened at the airport during that time, you know, the growth of UPS, the growth of Amazon, the, you know, we've had another large operator in the airport, uh, AAR, which focuses on uh, maintenance repair and overhaul activities for the airlines, and they're servicing uh, the United uh, airline 737 line uh, in Rockford, um, and then all the growth related to international cargo. You know, we've seen those numbers grow substantially. So, like I said, 2,000 jobs roughly in 2011. Those numbers have grown to over 80, 8,500 jobs uh, on the airport campus. And then, you know, regionally, you know, 
increase. Like that was around 5,000 regionally supported jobs. That that number that number is almost 21,000 regionally supported jobs of what's happening at the airport. And then our economic impact has grown from just shy of a billion in impact to 4.7 billion. Uh, of economic impact, um, and then that puts us as the third largest in terms of in terms of aviation economic impact in the state of Illinois. We're the third largest behind O'Hare, uh, which I think they're right around 35 billion midway in in the mid eights. They're around eight eight and a half billion, and then Rockford at 4.7. Uh, and seeing that step, you know, obviously achieving what O'Hare is achieving, it, that's out there. Uh, but seeing that, you know, in the last 10 years, we've seen a you know, four times multiplier to get into that four, in, in the four, almost $5 billion of economic impact, you know, seeing us close that gap, you know, uh, you know, cargo will allow us to keep pushing and closing that gap up to O'Hare. I mean, that's one of the things with with cargo is is just the sheer amount of economic support it happens. I mean, landing the aircraft's the easy part. You know, you bring that in, then then the jobs start to really, you know, the, the, the aircraft servicing, the trucking, the the cargo build and break, and then and then it pushes out to the local economy, to the manufacturers and, and the other suppliers. I mean, it, that we really see a large economic impact related to those cargo operations. So it's been it's been massive regionally to see to see what's happened over the last decade. Zach, uh, let's come to discuss uh, technology and digital transformation. I believe that's like these are the two trending topics in the last, uh, we yes. have heard it and overheard it uh, in the last two years. Uh, according to you, what role do you think technology is playing to increasing the airport's uh, cargo competitiveness? The digital transformation in cargo is, like you said, it's the it's the next step. It's the thing. It's something that you know. I think the cargo industry has been trying to get on board with for the last you know you know decade or so, but really is is kind of lag behind in terms of the adoption. You know, I think over the last three to five years, we've really seen that that kind of uh, push forward pretty substantially and quickly. From our standpoint, it's we, we see that as a future. I mean, it, it's it's vital for the airport to get involved in that. Uh, from the standpoint of, from the airport, you know, directing, you know, our, our handlers and, and everyone to be involved in a community system. I mean, we we as an airport are going to be instituting a, a air cargo community system on, on, on the airport uh, that will be required for all users to be a part of. If you're going to operate in Rockford, you're going to be, you're going to be part of this system. That, that transparency of that system that allows us, you know, it allows us to be connected and, and for the shippers to be involved and in seeing what's happening with the movements with the connected, you know, be a, be a connected airport, connect to handler, into the connected to the airline, seeing those movements, that transparency, um, you know, that that's vital for, for everyone uh, involved in the system. So, you know, we, we, we see that is, is really, you know, a move forward. Uh, and, and we, we agree that that that's, that's, definitely something you know that we want to be involved in and 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 you know one of the advantages we have related to that is the fact that we're relatively you know we're, we're relatively new in terms of our in terms of our operators on the international side at the airport bringing those systems in we're not having to go in and push this uh, an, air, uh, an air car community system from the airport perspective into you know 25, 30 different clients that have been, you know, that have leases that have been on the airfield for, you know, 15, 20 years, we're able to start that at the beginning and bring that in as part of it and make it as a known operation and known requirement to, to, to operate Rockford. How creation, maintenance and growth of cargo communities, uh, we have seen it taking place in, in Europe and now it's becoming a, a trend also in the US and the North Americas. How important is it going forward for RFD? It's vital. I mean, for, for us, 
as we continue to grow and expand, having those lanes of communication and having a connected a connected environment is uh, able to pursue that. If we were trying to just you know let the airport just kind of progress as how a lot of airports have in the uh, in the U.S. with without the adoption of this, I think it it, it creates. It, it would it would make us less competitive going into the future. I think it's something that with you know, it, it's it's almost a requirement to really be involved in this um, on the front end, uh, you know, to, to to keep that competitive environment and to allow the airport to know one what's going on, but two to really help create those efficiencies for the, the clients. Zach, can you please tell us at the moment what kind of digital uh, tools or digital transformation programs are currently running at RFT, which actually helps. Uh, the evacuation of cargo as quickly as possible from the airport. We're we're in the very beginning of uh, working with um, Cali Solutions uh, to really bring in their air cargo community system, but from the airport perspective, that we'll be working with them uh, to to adopt that and, and, and apply that to our users. But I know, you know, on the uh, uh, from the from the handler perspective, what's currently happening, I know uh, Emory is using uh, Cargo Spot as part of theirs uh, as well to begin. So this is it's it's all very much at the very beginning process. I mean, one of the things to go back to technology uh, integration, you know, one of the things that we're looking at, you know, we talked about building three being the being the 50,000, the airport has plans to look at something larger uh, in the future, obviously, and bringing a, a very automated facility online as, as the market demands and the in the in the handlers, uh, you know, really, you know, kind of get in the, the mindset of the high value products at Rockford. So that's, you know, that's going to be the next step that, you know, a, a very technologically driven facility uh, that that can connect into the, the cargo market, allow the efficiencies for the high value products to continue to transfer through because, you know, that's where, that's where we really see our next move. We, we, we to offer something different, you know, the is, is for, from the airport perspective is to, to offer the highest level of service to the airline so they can offer those products and sell those products in and to Rockford that allowed them to make money as well as as well as the the handling companies to offer those same products to handle and then and produce revenue for them as well. As someone responsible for operations and planning, what are the other types of technology tools, both in terms of software and hardware, that you think uh, of deploying to improve cargo operations at the airport to help shippers in speed to market strategies? especially for e-commerce, express cargo, perishable and pharma shipments. From the airport operator perspective, one of the things that we're trying to do, especially from a planning perspective, is is, is really get an understanding of the forecasting of you know the use of the field and the, and the understanding from parking and warehousing needs that we need. Obviously, we are you know we're growing very rapidly and it's not like you can bring these uh, these facilities online, you know, in under a year. We're, we're very quick at, at bringing facilities in line um, and able to get something from a concept to to market within 12 months, uh, but it still creates challenges. So one of the things that we're trying to do and work very, very diligently with our, our, our airlines, as well as as well as the the cargo operators is, is to use is on that those forecasting looking at, you know, our what's the, you know, the cargo mix that is currently coming into Rockford, what's the gaps in the market that we need to new need? I mean, pharma and, and perishables are two that we we are, are really forecasting that that need be addressed. So the coolers and the and the uh, redundant power systems that are that need to be required on the warehousing is something that we're moving into. That's not something that on building one or two initially we, we had, I mean, because it was mostly general, it was mostly general cargo that was coming in and a lot of perishables were coming in through envirotainers. So just offering a lot of receptacles to be plugged into, but knowing that that's the next step, 
uh, knowing that we need to be able to offer those products. I mean, then kind of looking at, you know, are we going to need to get involved in in, in uh, facilities for livestock transfer and, and those type of things? So really trying to kind of forecast that 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 volume and, and, and that that uh, that cargo mix for us has has been is really what we're we're working with right now. And then and I think that's part of the you know, the reason you know with the air cargo community system being you know allowing us that visibility into what's happening and how we can stay in front of this. Uh, because we're going to do everything we possibly can to make sure that we're we're offering the services that need to be that need to be offered to the carriers and, and the freight forwarders to make Rockford the the best option for them. Zach, how strongly do you feel that the future of freight is digital? Very. I think that is um, you know. I think obviously the last two years have really shoved the digital transformation forward by about five five to ten years. I mean, I think you know that's been uh, it's been a hot topic. You know, it was a, it was a it was a, a, a hot topic before uh, the pandemic, but really, you know, in those last couple of years, you you see a lot more press releases uh, from other you know airports, airlines. Every, everyone is adopting this, and it and it's something that I think we, they've they've seen the benefits of it. But then it's also the regulators from from the U.S. with the CBP and the one window system. You know, understanding that this is the way that we all need to move, reduction of paper, reduction, you know, trying to trying to remove those touch points or make them digital touch points, I think is, you know, it, it's, it is extremely vital for our, you know, the, the, the industry to move forward. Do you think technology applications could be deployed to address sustainability goals because sustainability is again another important uh, topic of uh, discussion i think they can i mean you know from something as simple as you know, technology to help with you know you know truck queues i mean when you're, if you're sitting there you know just from a, a scheduling system related to truck queues on the airport redu reducing reducing the the traffic flow in and around the airport reducing those carbon emissions on something is you know that's that's a low hanging fruit and, and, and an item related you know to that is those those sustainability in, in in shipments throughout you know throughout all modes is is you know I think I think that's another uh, that uh, item that's out there that is is has to be addressed by by everyone from the airlines the airports the shippers you know, sustainability is one of those pro items out there that it's something that we all have to address and and I think looking at you know the forecasting of our growth and and just the the development of facilities on the airport in the future bringing that bringing those in in line is is going to be you know is going to be a, a process that we have to do. Tell us about the new technologies that you are passionate about and those that will help air cargo industry to deliver better, lower cost and always be sustainable. Yeah, so there are. I mean, for me, from a from from both an airport operator perspective and a cargo uh, perspective, I think you know the 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 two that I'm really really interested in um, is you know obviously that is the advent of uh, EVs, electrical vehicles on airport and in the in, in the cargo operation. You know, I think that is something that we've all seen coming over a number of years, but really have seen it drive forward pretty heavily. I mean, one of the things we're working with you know locally on that is a, a electric uh, an electrification study with the local uh, electric uh, utility. Uh, to really try to stay involved in that because it's not just EVs related to GSE or, or shipping. Electric aircraft are coming online. Uh, electric aircraft are, 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 are obviously not going to be used for international cargo shipments, but domestically, you know, UPS, Amazon, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of movement related to EVs for uh, uh, electric, uh, electric aircraft for short range capabilities. So there's there's some interesting things there related to that. But then the uh, then then it also brings in another thing that I've been you know personally and 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 looking at obviously from an airport operators autonomous uh, operations. I mean the autonomous uh, you know GSE, but also autonomous aircraft. I mean obviously we're not seeing that directly in the U.S. at the moment, but there are a you know a lot of examples of autonomous small shipment cargo deliveries you know throughout 
throughout you know Africa and, 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 and parts of Asia that are very interesting. You know, seeing seeing these things you know from a from an e-commerce standpoint, the, these small shipments being delivered by autonomous vehicle, things that don't have to necessarily you know go on go inside of a, a large aircraft, or you know it could be a last mile delivery on these uh, on it would, would help reduce you know carbon emissions as well. So you know those two items, um, you know, I think you know, from my from from an airport operator perspective are, are something that I'm very interested in both the electrification and, and autonomous uh, operations. I think that you know the, the autonomous operation you're starting to see it in, in the in cargo handling equipment and, and the movement of, of pallets inside warehouses. You know, helping reduce you know helping reduce the the staff loads. I mean, that's another challenge. I think we've all all been dealing with in industry and, and quite honestly throughout all industries is the the challenges related to workforce and and trying to see where that you know. There, there can be some solutions to help with that. I mean, obviously, you, you're not going to completely replace by uh, with autonomous, but you're you are going to augment, and that's going that's going to help reduce and, and allow the efficiencies to be more, uh, but you know, easily forecast uh, into the operations. So yeah, the, the electrification and, and, and autonomous vehicles are, are two that I, I I really you know I'm really you know passionate about. What is the future of uh, RFT cargo? Maybe five years from now. Five years from now, uh, you know, fully expect to see you know further growth. Um, you know, fully expect to see our international operations to you know establish uh, on a larger scale. You know, we've grown from you know zero direct international operations three years ago to about 100 to 120 uh you know fully you know fully loaded 747s 777s coming in uh from all over the world you know continue to see that grow really kind of looking at scheduled air service with the airlines you know looking at you know we're doing a lot of stuff you know from with uh afforded directed charters we do have we do have some scheduled service that's out there marketed by the airlines that's the the next step seeing airlines uh operating the scheduled service out of rockford but then also looking at uh there's a couple uh, airlines um, that we've been talking to that potentially could be basing in Rockford as well. So it's, um, you know, I expect to see that grow. It's going to be an interesting five years, that's for sure, you know, because it's 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 going to be you know, a challenge, um, just as the last five years have been in terms of staying in front, you know, you know keeping the infrastructure in front of uh, our users, which we've done a great job of and, and don't have any don't have any indication that we're, we're going to we're, we're not going to continue to do the same. But it is, uh, you know, there's been a lot more visibility on us over the last number of years. So we're getting a lot of interest in trying to make sure we're balancing that, you know, trying to make sure that we see continue to see growth, but also at the same time we're growing, uh, we're also seeing uh, service uh, on the air, on the airport continue to improve, and then new services and certifications uh, uh, through our handlers uh, coming out there as well. Just just so uh, the, the product offering that suite of services on the airport is, you know, we can handle anybody with anything at any time. Uh, that's you know that's the goal as we continue to move forward. Zach, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, and oh, thank you, you. Love, best. Yeah, thank you very much. That was Zach Oakley, Deputy Director of Operations and Planning at Chicago Rockford International Airport. Join me next Thursday as I bring you a new guest in a fresh episode of Logistic Tech Dialogues presented by Kale Logistics Solutions. Until we meet again here, take care.